Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. The breakthrough is on the other side of fear. That's the topic for today's podcast, this episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Welcome aboard. So glad you could join me for another episode. Darren Mitchell here, host of the show, and uh, I trust you're enjoying a really, really productive week. Hey, I listened to a phenomenal podcast this morning, and uh, it it just prompted me to talk about this particular topic because I think it's got relevance for us in sales, certainly sales leaders, but just generally for us as humans in terms of uh, understanding fear, understanding that fear exists in many people's lives, but we don't want to be paralyzed by fear. And it's it's something that uh, I teach a lot to sales teams, particularly people who are relatively new to sales, and certainly dealing with some sales leaders who are making that transition from individual contributor into sales leader. Often, well, first of all, often they don't have the, the support that they need. They're, they're just being given uh, a team to manage and said, hey, you've been a phenomenal individual contributor, go forth and teach that team uh, how how you became so good and uh, hey, you'll be, a, you'll be a great sales leader. So they're not necessarily given the support, the frameworks, the guidance, the mentoring, the coaching, etc. And for many of them, it's like this huge chasm. It's this massive void they've got to try and jump over to make that transition from individual contributor to sales leader. And for many of them, it's, hey, it's, it's a fearful thing because they're afraid of the unknown. Now, this year in particular, if you look at this year, and we've talked a lot about um, the pandemic, so I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail here, but if you think about how challenging for many people this year has been, and unfortunately, there's been a lot of fear that has gripped people, have gripped entire countries to some degree, um, and it's almost paralyzing if we allow it to paralyze us. Now, I've got to say also that the media certainly doesn't help this, but hey, I'm I'm not here to bag the media or bag politicians, but... Uh, any politicians, any political party, and certainly the medias—they've all seem—they all seem to have their own agendas. And for whatever reason, I think um, they like to—they like to promote a feeling of fear, of trepidation. And, and I don't know whether it's a, a fact of trying to keep people down, not releasing people's uh, potential, not encouraging people to get better. But it's—it's uh, it's d- difficult for us as leaders, in particular, to not get caught up in, I guess, the euphoria of all the stuff that's going on and all the reasons why things can't happen. But as leaders, we've got a responsibility. We've got a responsibility, first of all, to ourselves, but also we've got a responsibility to our teams and our business to find a way to break through the nexus, to break through the, I guess, the barriers that potentially are holding us back. Now, I've recorded a few podcasts where I was talking about the learning zone and how the only way we can get better is to learn new things. And the only way to learn new things is to try new things and work out what works and what doesn't work. And for many of us, we've got to move away from our comfort zone into what I call the learning zone, where you're taking on new things, but be very wary of the fact that there's also a terror barrier or a terror zone that if we push too quickly too far, we can actually move straight into the complete unknown. And for many people, if they don't have the tools and the strategies to deal with that, they can literally be paralyzed by fear. Now, from a leadership point of view, um, if you think about where you are right now and what your capabilities are, what now becomes natural to you, I guarantee it wasn't always the case. And there would have been some point in your career and in your life where you were trying something for the first time and you were just 
paralyzed with fear, not knowing what was going to what was going to happen. You wanted to do a, a good job, you wanted to get a great result, so you're almost looking for the guarantee. And that thought process would almost stop you from taking the first step. Now, the thing with leadership is we need to understand that we're the ones that need to be shown the way. We know leaders, and it's a it's a it's a well worn saying that I think came from John Maxwell, that leaders know the way. We must know the way. We also must show the way, but then we must also go the way. Uh, but it doesn't mean that leaders will not experience at some point some level of fear or some level of unknown. It's that. It's, it's just that we know that, and the good leaders know this, that they refuse to allow the fear to stop them or specifically to define them. Because here's the thing, we were only born, and every single person on the planet was born with two fears and only two fears. One is the fear of loud noises and the other one is the fear of falling. So any other fear you want to put forward is a fear that has been learned. It's been taught, it's been, uh, it's been learned through experience, it's been taught through being told what to do, what not to do. So they're the only two fears, the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. So everything else is learned. So think about, and I've got a couple of examples here that I want to share with you. And I remember back in the days, my, my very first sales meeting when I was a sales leader, I was absolutely petrified uh, in terms of I didn't know what to say. Uh, I, I, wasn't, I was thinking about, well, what if I say the wrong thing? Are they all looking at me, judging me? Uh, am I supposed to be in this role? Is there anybody in this team that doesn't believe I'm the right fit for the role? And all these things. But it, the thing is, I was, I, was making it, I was making it all about me, right? But I knew that, hey, my responsibility now was I am the leader of this team and I had to push through it. And the more I did this, the more I put myself in the position where I had to step forward, I had to have a conversation, I had to run a meeting. Whether it was successful or not, looking back, that was irrelevant. The fact that I pushed through, the more I did it, the less fearful I felt. And I did get to a point where I was really comfortable doing it. And then fast forward a few years, and I think it was early 2015, when I was moving into facilitation and coaching and uh, training, I remember delivering, uh, leading up to my very first two-day workshop. Now, leading up to that point, I'd done workshops in in corporate, but workshops were probably with somebody else, and they weren't, they might have been a couple of hours. I was, I was expected to deliver a full two-day workshop, and I think at the time I had about 15 people in the, in the training program, and I was teaching them presentation skills and pitching, and I was, uh, again, petrified, but I didn't, it was almost like I didn't know what I didn't know, but all these things in my head were going through and saying, oh my God, looking at the content chunks and looking at how, all the things I had to deliver, I was thinking to myself, how am I going to be able to speak for two days? How can I keep people engaged for two days. Uh, but the funny thing is, like I got through that, got some feedback, it was a good experience, got another opportunity to do it again, and then I did it again and again and again and again. So from the podcast I recorded earlier this week where repetition breaks down resistance, exactly the same thing when it comes to uh, facing things that you might be fearful of, facing things that might cause you some anxiety, and doing it anyway because the breakthrough literally is on the other side of that fear, it's the, it's outside of the comfort zone, as we've as we've previously talked about. And so the thing I le- learned was it's not a it's not about getting to the point of no fear. It's recognizing there will be some fear, and it's having some rational fear, but also being recognition having recognition of hey, there might be some irrational fears there as well. But here, fe- fear is actually a good thing, um, and it's and it means that you care. It's a little bit of anxiety, and it's okay. But it's recognizing that and doing it anyway which means you've got to have some really, really strong self-talk and you've got to also surround yourself with some good people. 
Now, the podcast I was listening to this morning, it was, it was a story of a guy called Nick Willender. And Nick is a high rope walker. And I think he's the seventh generation. So he's out of, the, out of, America, out of America. And I think his family have been uh, daredevils, high rope walkers, circus um, performers, etc. since the 1780s. It goes back that long. So it was basically in his blood. Uh, and he's just written a book about fear. Now, he shared a story this morning about uh, he was doing a world record, Guinness World Records attempt of a, a human pyramid on top of a high rope. I think it was like eight people uh, on the back of him on a high rope moving forward. Now, leading up to that, they were doing some practice and they practiced for about six weeks. Uh, on the second attempt before they were going to go live for the attempt, the pyramid uh, collapsed and a number of people fell to the ground, one in which was his sister, who was very, very seriously injured. In fact, uh, she was in a coma for a few weeks, and he was saying that she broke uh, something like 73 bones, or literally every single bone in her face that, um, that, because of that fall. Now, he, he thought about quitting. He didn't want to go on uh, because, the, I guess, the fear was all-consuming, but also because somebody who was really close to him was injured based on what he thought was his mistake. But as his wife said to him, hey, every time you sign a book, sign an autograph, it's always about the show must go on. You can't quit because there are so many people that are depending upon you. So he, he found the courage to get back up on the rope and continue to uh, practice. And eventually they actually set an, uh, another world record. He also talked about another because one, one of the daredevil acts that he does is he has walked a high rope across a live volcano. Now, I'm not sure how far it is, but think about a live volcano where it's... Uh, it's, it could blow at any stage. There's lava down the bottom. And this guy does not have any safety equipment whatsoever. And he's walked across this a number of times. Now, he was asked the question, do you feel fear? And he said, well, absolutely, I feel fear. But I know that it's a healthy fear that I've got to respect what I'm about to do. And therefore, I'm really in tune with what I have to bring to that particular moment. But he's also recognizing that, hey, there is an unhealthy fear which basically paralyzes us and stops us from doing anything. And so he was asked the question, well, how do you prepare for something like this? And he says, well, this is what I do. Leading up to a, a walk like that, he has a process that he goes through. And, and the par I'll draw the parallel here for, for us in sales leadership in a second. He will walk up to that volcano before, like weeks, if not months, before the attempt to walk across it. And he will start getting in tune with the environment. And he, what he said is he notices the first time he walks up to the edge of that volcano, his heart rate is really, really racing. But the more he practices, and this is what he does, he practices the worst case scenario. So if he knows that the wind on top of the volcano will be like 45 miles an hour, he will practice in winds of 90 miles an hour. So he's got the worst case scenario. He will practice walking forwards and backwards without stopping. He will practice with, uh, with wind machines, but also smoke machines. So if there's ash that starts blowing, if there's smoke that starts blowing, he knows that he's actually been dealing with the worst case scenario. He'll walk with breathing apparatus on where he's deprived of oxygen because he knows that he'll have to do that on the, on the real walk. He'll also walk with goggles on that are really fogged up so he can't see. He'll also walk with his eyes closed uh, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. But he also walk, if he knows that, the for the example, the attempt is going to be 100 feet across the volcano, he will walk on a wire that's 200 feet. So he's going longer than the actual attempt that he's going to do. And what was really interesting is he said that when he gets to the attempt of the actual walking across the volcano, his heart rate is really low. In fact, it goes down because he's confident, he's calm, because he's practiced all the worst case scenarios. So it's preparation. And this is the key. 
the key is that when it comes to dealing with anything around sales leadership and certainly for your sales team around sales, if you've got people who are fearful of reaching out to a customer, reaching out to somebody who's more senior in the organization, you've got to help them prepare. So preparation, as I said, will break down resistance on the podcast earlier this week. But the more we prepare and the more we start thinking about what are the different scenarios that might play out and we start dealing with those scenarios and we put in place some practices that might help us deal with those scenarios, then chances are when the moment of truth comes, we will have the confidence that we can push forward and we know that whatever is thrown at us, we can find a way through it. And so this is the biggest key today. If you can find a way through it, if you know first and foremost that there is not a problem on the planet that you cannot solve, then you'll see opportunities for dealing with difficulty. You'll find fear not necessarily be something to avoid it, but something to embrace, right? And it's about getting those butterflies flying in the right formation and moving forward irrespective of how you feel. If you've done the preparation, you should be able to walk forward with a level of confidence. And even if there's a level of nervousness, walk forward anyway, because chances are you'll be able to get through with a, with a higher degree of confidence. And think about this. You, you can literally, if you decide to, you can literally handle anything that is thrown at you. And remember, your team is always watching you. Your team is relying on you. So if you think about how to set an example, set an example for your team that, you know what, hey, there's no obstacle that can't be overcome. There is no challenge that can't be solved. There is no problem that can't be solved. And there is, there is a seed of an opportunity in every single difficulty that we face. We just have to believe that. And when we do, we can walk forward in confidence, walk through that terror barrier, walk through the learning zone. And guess what? On the other side of that is where the learning is and is where the breakthrough comes. And so I trust that message resonates. I just felt that it was something that I needed to share today because uh, it's, hey, this year's been a year like no other. And I know there are a lot of people out there that have first of all been hurting, but also they're quite fearful of what the future may hold. Well, I'm here to tell you that, you know what, as adults and certainly as leaders, we have a responsibility to embrace the fear, understand that fear is always going to be there, but know that through the repetition, through practice, through preparation, and through confidence and surrounding yourself with great people, we can actually achieve some amazing breakthroughs and don't use fear as an excuse to stop you or prevent you from doing the things you want to do. And a reminder, of course, if you'd like to work with me one-on-one and help break through a number of barriers and take your leadership to the sales leadership exceptional level, I'd love to work with you. I've got some spots opening up. Uh, I'd love to, love to work with you one-on-one over the next three months. Uh, just go to my calendar, jump onto leadwithdarren.com, pick a time and I'll give you a call. So I wanted to leave you with a one, a one little quote I just saw on LinkedIn and it comes from a great mentor of mine by the name of Mel Robbins. Uh, and it says, and I quote, start right now where you are with what you have and don't stop. The only difference between you and people who have what you want is that they started and they didn't stop. So with that, have a phenomenal day. Look for opportunities where you can step forward in faith. Embrace the difficulties that you might face, but also embrace the opportunities. And as you do that, you'll move one step closer to being that exceptional sales leader. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.